Hello everybody, just a quick message here before we get into this week's episode. This is a little announcement that I'm very excited to make. Straight Outta Cloyne is no longer just a podcast. It is now also a YouTube channel. Yes, I am uploading over on YouTube, Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0. We've got the new logo and everything. It is mostly gaming. I've just streamed my first ever episode of Fall Guys. Did I get my first ever victory? There's only one way to find out. Head on over to the YouTube channel and find out. The link is in the uh, description of this podcast. It is also in the bio of this podcast. So make sure you go and check it out. We'll be doing all different sorts of things on there. Between streaming FIFA career modes. As I said before, streaming games like Fall Guys. I have a WWE My GM mode coming up soon. We'll stream some UFC. We'll play some horror games. There's loads of exciting ideas coming up on the YouTube channel. Just go onto YouTube and type Straight Outta Klein 2.0. Or click the link in the description of this episode of this podcast. Or go to the bio However you want to do it, I don't care. Just make sure you go over, like the videos, share the videos, subscribe, and make sure you join in to all the fun we have going on over at youtube.com forward slash straight out of coin 2.0. With that said, let's get into the episode. Oh shit, here we go again. Welcome everybody to Straight Out of Klein 2.0 with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Tarl, who is very tired right now not gonna lie uh, a bit drained as well but for the right reasons not for any bad reasons uh, we are obviously just off the back of rebel county wrestling rcw's first ever show at the kino this past saturday november 5th and what a, a crazy experience just an absolute uh, mind-boggling surreal experience to have been a part of such a historic event here in Cork for the Cork and Irish wrestling scene. Like, I felt like it was really uh, just unbelievable how, like, big a deal this was. And I think I've said on here a few times that Hot Water Music, my most recent theatre show, which hopefully will be changing soon, um, in terms of that being the most recent one, I always say how that was the project and performance I was most proud to have been a part of and now I can safely say that RCW's debut show and Hot Water Music are like right alongside each other. I cannot express to all of my listeners, all 7.5 million of you, how just crazy it was and how I can't even think of the right word. How proud I was to have been a part of it, really. Um, I got to be in the ring with Justy, Marion Armstrong, and Billy Bedlam as they were introducing the uh, the show. So I was in the ring for RCW's first kind of promo and first ever introduction, which is crazy. There was two shows, obviously. There was the family show uh, in the day, in the afternoon, and then there was the um, the, the main show in the evening and I was in the ring for every single one of those matches so if we're talking you know technical I have spent more time in an RCW ring than anybody else nobody else can say they've been involved in every single RCW match except for me so put that in your pipe and smoke it No, but look in all seriousness, though. That's obviously a joke for anyone who's going to get their knickers in a twist about that. Uh, Listen, it was was crazy. Like, the 
the quality of matches were just insane. Uh, like, a couple of people have asked in the past, you know, what's my favourite match I've ever refereed or favourite show or whatever. Well, this is definitely my favourite show. This and Unlock Stock 2 Meters Apart in terms of wrestling shows will be always be my two favourites. I say always. As of right now, they're my two favourites. Um, but the... Um, uh, the the question that people ask me a lot I completely lost my trace of thought there I apologise it's late I'm tired I'm trying to get this out uh, and edited and pu- published for Monday morning so excuse the tiredness but uh, yeah I uh, have been asked in the past like what my favourite matches I've ever refereed and to be honest with you like I've never really been able to answer it there's never been a clear standout not because I've never refereed a great match but because there's been a lot of matches. I don't think I've ever been involved in a match that I haven't enjoyed. I don't think I've ever been in the ring and gone, for fuck's sake, will they ever just get to the finish? N- like, that's never happened. Every match I've been a part of has been really, really great. Uh, if I if I had to, like, in the past, if, if I had to, like, you know, if someone put a gun to my head and said, you have to, p- you have to pick one, it would have been either Dino Power versus Sean Don at uh, Fucker Super Kicks, I've got a horse outside, or... Raven Creed versus uh, Corey Jeffries at Unlock Stock and Two Meters Apart, um, because like that was the that was the first show I ever refereed, and Corey is like my longest friend in wrestling from like my very first training session in CCW way back in the day, um, to now, and obviously Raven is you know a fucking trailblazer of uh, Cork wrestling and you know monster wrestling in in general, so that probably would have been up there, but now like I mean. <laughs> The level of ma- like the the quality of wrestling was just crazy. Like, the level of great matches was just completely out of this world. But I will say, I now can pick my favorite wrestling match I've ever refereed ever in my life, and that was the Christmas Death Match between JDP and uh, Butch Armstrong versus um, MJ Chef and Mister Charlie. That was a literal dream come true for me. I got to play the heel. I got to be a heel in the ring where the crowd were booing me. I I was getting all sorts of abusive chants towards my direction. And some people might hear that and go, how the fuck is that a dream come true? You have to be a wrestling fan to understand. And that was just... To generate that much heat was something that... I could never have imagined I would have been ever been able to do, and it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me that um, I was I was actually able to do that. What an experience! What an experience! Uh, I I can't thank the lads in that match enough. Uh, I I don't I try not to peel back the curtain too much, but when we were going over the match, there was a big emphasis on me being just an absolute prick, and I think we accomplished that. And some people might say, "Well, Dylan." That's not very hard for you to achieve, is it? To which I would say, go fuck yourself. And to be fair, by me saying that, I'm probably proving you right. But anyway, uh, it was just absolutely crazy. And then obviously the main event between Raven Creed and CBL was, oh my God, that was intense. In a very good way. That was, uh, I thought someone was going to die. If I'm being honest, I thought I'm about to have my first ever death. Like, we're taking death match to the fucking literal sense here. But it was no, it was crazy. Uh, that was it was a really good match um, as well. Like I, as I say, there wasn't a bad match on that card. I think that uh, 
like I got to speak to a few fans afterwards and a few people who, you know, a few people who I'd be friendly enough with who were in the audience and every single person that was there enjoyed the absolute shit out of it. They enjoyed just that that's probably what made me most proud was just seeing how much the fans enjoyed it and how into each wrestler everyone was. That was that was just something um Oh lads, I can't I still can't believe it happened. Like this isn't my first like how many shows have I refereed now? So there was Unlock Stock and Two Meters Apart. Fuck your super kicks, I've got a horse outside. Uh we had the NXP show uh this past summer. The fourth anniversary show of Phoenix. So this was my fifth. And this is the one I think that's hit me the most. And to be honest, even probably more than my first one, because the first one was great, but I suppose looking back, it was a pretty modest crowd because of the circumstances. Obviously, this was still during uh, a time where we were, we were when we were uh, coming in and out of lockdowns and there was still um, restrictions on how many people you could have in a building and sporting and entertainment events were being kind of shafted that way. And wrestling is in a very weird sense where the governments here don't want to throw it into the sport category, but they also don't throw it into the entertainment and arts category which is really fucking weird because i mean if anything we fit into both but whatever um so like you know there was there was kind of that element now looking back that yeah it was a pretty small crowd but listen it was still like what was so great about that show is that obviously i've said this before i got to use my granddad's name on that show joseph tarl it was my first time ever being on a pro wrestling show and i also got to uh have like it was it was uh two days after my granddad's anniversary so, like, there was a lot of things that tied in together, and I remember putting up a Facebook fo- uh, post, it's funny because I never use Facebook anymore, at the very beginning of 2020 saying, putting this out there now so that I can't go back anymore, I'm going to be on at least one professional wrestling show in the year 2020. And despite all the shit that happened that year, I got to do it. And yeah, I'm not going to mention names, but someone said to me after the show, Oh, uh, just make sure you don't make 10 million podcasts about uh, this show now. And I'm like, well, go fuck yourself, because here we are. This is the first of the 10 million podcasts I'm going to make about uh, RCW's debut show. And I feel like this is probably the 10 millionth time I've just spoke about my first ever wrestling show. But no, in all seriousness, uh, just I'm unbelievably proud of uh, how everything went down um, for RCW's debut show. And... If you would like to experience an RCW show live in person, in the flesh, and to see yours truly referee a, like, just bonkers show, if the last show is anything to to go by, then uh, on the 4th of February, once again in the Kino, we will be bringing to you, this is not the greatest wrestling show in the world, this is just a tribute. And you know what? What a fitting title. After... Saturday's show. I just could not have a more befitting title. Obviously, it's paying homage to the great Tenacious D song, uh, Tribute, and, oh, lads, just fucking... I, I'm still... I, I feel like crying, to be honest with you. I feel like crying. And not because I'm upset, but this past week, as you'll all know, because I fucking just... I, I advertise my life on this podcast now. I, I feel like I've I've no private life anymore. I just tell... I explain everything on here about what happens in my life. I I tell everyone how I feel about everything, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because I get it out there and it's off, it, you know, it gets off my chest. It's a bad thing because, well, sometimes as uh, Matthew from Botchamania would know, you can talk too much. But 
Uh, I've completely forgotten the point I was just making. What the fuck was I just saying? Oh, yes. Uh, I just, I feel like crying because I had just such a shit week before um, Saturday's show. And I, I won't lie, on Thursday, I had a bad feeling I wasn't going to be able to actually referee the show. And I, like, I knew I wasn't going to pull out. But I remember, like, my confidence was just completely in the fucking mud on Thursday. And I think I spoke about on here before that, uh, you know, certain things had happened with certain people in certain airports at certain times who may have been on certain shows uh, who I hadn't seen until the show this past Saturday. But, uh, you know, there was kind of a few things running through my mind and I was like, oh my god, am I actually going to be able to do this? But... Literally, going back uh, to watch, I went back and watched on Lock, Stock and Two Meters Apart and just remembered how much that show meant to me and how much fun I had and the buzz around, uh, you know, this. that was the first wrestling show in Ireland uh, after the first lockdown. That was the first one. So, to be a part of history, and the first, it was the first ever All-Monster show too, um, as well. So, there was a lot of history being made that night. And it just kind of gave me that kick to go, yeah, you know what? I got to get out of my own head. I just got to move on and do this and uh just yeah this is a historic night i'd be a fool to miss out on this like who am i kidding like there's there's no need for me to be overthinking this and i tell you what lads my confidence is very high at the moment i think it's it was on a complete like down for the last few days and then today it's just on a complete like unbelievable high uh which is great so rcw's first ever show its debut show was a complete success well done to everyone involved and of course how could i forget how could i forget we had the very first ever inductee into the cork wrestling hall of fame mr cory wall aka cory jeffries aka omega aka my very first friend that i ever made through wrestling ah just what a, a what an emotional moment that was like, I sound lifeless at the moment because I'm just so drained after the week I've had. And then yesterday, as amazing as it was, or, you know, two days ago for the time of release of this podcast, as great as it was, I'm so tired after it. And also, I'm after hurting my hip somehow. My hip is really fucking sore. But anyway, that's enough about me bitching about uh, having a little bit of pain in my hip. Uh, Corey's Hall of Fame induction was such an... I was... I've... First time ever I cried whilst being out in front of an audience. Now, I was obviously a little bit hidden. I was outside the ring at this stage. This, was, this wasn't this was my moment. This was about Corey. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. I remember looking around and just everyone was just full of emotion. Um, obviously, Corey's uh, career, unfortunately, got cut short um, due to some health issues, which is such a shame. It's such a fucking shame because he's unbelievably talented. And I feel like he was destined for great things I, I think he still is I think he still is destined for great things but he just got a bit of bad luck when it came to health issues uh, which meant he had to unfortunately uh, call it a career when it comes to uh, his wrestling ambitions but like I don't think the Cork wrestling scene would would have been the same without him ever being there and I'm so glad that I got to know him and that I can still, I still consider him a great friend. And um, 
I was lucky enough to actually referee his final match. Uh, that match I spoke about earlier with Raven Creed, that actually turned out to be his final match. So um, that was pretty cool that I got to be a part of that as well. Um, didn't know at the time that that would be his last match. It fucking sucks that it turned out to be his last match. I wish I wish I, I wish I wasn't able to say that I refereed his last match because I wish he was still able to go. But you know, I, it, it is an honor that uh, I, I got to you know be a part of that. So congratulations to Corey, uh, first ever inductee into the Cork Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is a great idea and a great concept, by the way. Um, you know, to have you know a, a Cork Wrestling Hall of Fame, it was really cool. Um, it was really cool. I, I didn't know about that ahead of time. I don't know if anyone else did, but uh, I, I didn't, which was uh, made it pretty cool. And uh, yeah, absolutely in- incredible. Absolutely incredible. Lads, I apologize if I sound like I'm speaking very low and whatnot. Genuinely, I was actually not going to record this until today, like Monday, when you're listening to this, and I was going to release it Tuesday, but I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just, I, I feel like I'll be even more tired tomorrow, especially after work. Or you know, It's weird when you're recording something for a future date and then you feel like you have to talk like you're in the date that it's being released like i actually already have an episode recorded for this friday um uh, which i i think i recorded that this past friday just just to have it done i just i was kind of bored and i felt like oh, fuck it i need to record something so let's just fucking let's just do it and i ended up recording an episode for next friday which uh to be honest with you, looking back, I'm like, oh god, I don't know how that episode is going to go down. But we'll see on Friday. Fuck it, I've committed to it now, so we we got to listen to it. But uh, yeah, I'm just so... I've, ha- I've had a week. I have had a fucking week. Let's just say that. And I'm hoping this week is a smidge better. But if, if, uh, the R- if RCW's debut show is anything to go by, then yeah, hopefully this will be a bit of a better week. Touch wood. In other uh, news, Crown Jewel, WWE Crown Jewel, was on Saturday as well. We went head-to-head with WWE. On Saturday, when you think about it. Saturday Night Wars, brother. Here we go. We're coming for you. I was going to say Vince, but I can't say Vince anymore. We're coming for you, Hunter. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, though, I did watch Crown Jewel today. Um, Sunday. Not Monday, the day this is being uploaded. Or published, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it was, uh, no, it was a good show. Crown Jewel. Uh, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul, obviously, was the main event. What a match. Like, Logan and Jake deserve so much credit, whether you like them or not. For what they've done from being influencers and YouTubers to now essentially like taking over the um, the combat sport world. Just you got to give them credit like. Like the first time I'd ever heard of either of them was the whole Japan debacle with Logan Paul. And that was what 2017? And I had never heard of him. Never heard of the man until that happened. And I thought well fuck it like. That's pretty fucking weird, that whole thing. Um, and I, I feel like, I don't know if anyone else goes through that, where there's certain celebrities that everybody else seems to know, but you never hear of them until one of them dies or gets in trouble. Like, there was some rapper who died, I think it was last week, I can't even remember his name, but everyone fucking seemed to know him, except for me. And he was apparently backstage at the WWE show last year, so I should know who he is, but I have no fucking idea who he is. No idea, never heard of him, can't even tell you what his name is now, so I apologise, but, you know, rest in peace um, to that rapper. But there's just certain celebrities who I have that with. But Logan Paul, to be fair, has been able to move on from that, move forward, and he's built a fucking hell of a career for himself. And to be fair, so has Jake Paul. How do I feel about him beating Anderson Silva? 
I mean, listen, he beat an aging Anderson Silva in a boxing match. It's not like he beat prime Anderson Silva in the Octagon or, you know, in, in Pride or whatever. He didn't beat Anderson Silva at what Anderson Silva is, you know, was best at. But still, I wouldn't want to fight Anderson Silva in a boxing match. I would get my fucking head. I was going to say kicked off, but technically within the confines of boxing rules, I couldn't get it kicked off. I would get it punched off. But yeah, no, Jake Paul is a, he's he's definitely, he's a good boxer. Like, he's not a bad boxer. I know Eddie Hearn likes to ho- throw the whole average thing at him. Um, he says he's not good, he's not bad, he's average. I, I would say he's above average. I think at this stage, I, I would say he's above average. But, he does need to start fighting people who are legitimate boxers. Like, I think Nate Diaz is going to be his next fight. And Diaz was never known for his boxing. He was never known for his striking. Um, so... That's why I'm kind of like, you know, I don't, I'm sure it'll sell pay-per-views and it'll make money, but I don't know if, if he wants to prove himself as a legitimate boxer that Nate Diaz is the way to go. And I know uh, Michael Bisping got a bit of shit for that from Nate Diaz for saying that, but Bisping was right in what he said, like, he's not disrespecting Nate Diaz, like, I, I think Nate Diaz is a fucking legend, but at the same time, he's not a boxer, and Jake Paul... You know, he needs to fight someone for me who is a boxer. Not even not not even someone who is good at striking and mixed martial arts. Someone who fights in the sport of boxing. So I think that's the next step for Jake Paul. But some others would say that he's being smart because, you know, he's making money. He's bringing in these huge names like Ben Askren, Tyrone Woodley, Anderson Silva. He's making... I mean, like, the pay-per-views, to be fair, aren't actually selling as well as he had hoped. But they're selling... They're still selling decently. Like, don't get me wrong. There's still a, a decent level of, um, you know, of, of pay-per-view buys that are being made. But at the same time, they're they're only doing okay from what they could do. But he is still making some pretty good money from it. And I think it, it you know, it, it does bring in a lot of fan interest because there's split opinion on, you know, what is going to happen within, you know, within the fights, or, you know, just split opinion on, on, on how, you know, how the whole YouTube boxing scene, is it is it helping, is, is, it, is it a load of shite, like, there is a lot of split opinion there, so, you know, there's that angle of it as well, but I would like to see him eventually fight a boxer, as I said, Tommy Fury, I'm no, I know is a fight that's been rumoured for a while, and, as I said, I think in the recent episode, it's probably one of the few times that I would back Jake Paul over who he's fighting. And it's not because I have anything against Jake Paul. He's just always fought people in mixed martial arts who I really like. And because I'm more of a mixed martial arts fan than a boxing fan, I would always back the MMA guy. Uh, well, to a certain extent. There's you know certain people in MMA who I wouldn't be a big fan of. But uh, apart from Tyrone Woodley, I kind of, you know, I, I do like Anderson Silva a lot. And I do like, did like Ben Askren a lot when he was fighting. Um, but yeah. That's kind of my thoughts on that, about the Paul brothers. So fair play to them. And uh, yeah, look, wish them nothing but the best in the future. As I said, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns had a great match. Uh, Logan Paul apparently has torn his MCL and his meniscus in the match. So it just goes to show, lads, wrestling is not fake. It is a scripted show, yes. It is uh, performative, but there is a real risk to it. And uh yeah, wish Logan Paul the best in his recovery, and uh, hopefully we get to see him around WrestleMania time, because I think he's been that good of a draw, and for someone who's only had three matches, he's just naturally 
absolutely amazing. Uh, he's, he's an amazing pro wrestler. You would swear he has been doing it his whole life. It's absolutely crazy how good he is at it. And you can't teach natural ability. That's what I'll say. You can't teach what he has. So fair play to him for that. I think the rumoured, I say rumoured, I think the the match people have spoke about, and I do think they were maybe slightly teasing it, is the Usos, who are the tag team champions at the moment, versus Logan Paul and Jake Paul at WrestleMania for the titles, which I think would be pretty cool. I think that would be pretty cool. I think it would bring in a lot of outside interest, and I think they'd have a great match, because as I say, the Usos are one of the best tag teams of all time, and Logan and Jake are such natural athletes that I think they would be able to Go in there and hang with two of the very best. Anyways, lads, I think that's all for me. Um, It's a bit of a shorter episode, admittedly, but it's better than nothing, I hope. (laughs) Uh, I will leave that down to the opinion of the, I was going to say viewer, but the listener. Just a reminder as well to check out my YouTube channel. I think I did, um, so I recorded an intro for the YouTube channel uh, the the ad for the YouTube channel, if you will, to go at the start of Friday's episode. And fuck it, yeah, it'll be thrown into this one as well. So you would have already heard that at the start. So that's all, G. And yeah, enjoy this classic wrestling promo. Uh, You will have another episode to listen to this Friday, which is very exciting. And don't forget the 4th of February in the Kino, uh, RCW's next event. This is not the greatest wrestling show in the world. This is just a tribute February 4th at the Kino. Tickets available very soon, so make sure you, you you come to the show and just have a ball of a time. Whether you're a wrestling fan or not, give it a chance. I promise you a great night of entertainment, and I'll be there. And if you're listening to this, surely that'll be a good thing. But if you're like those fucking pricks who are chanting at me that I'm not Foxy after fucking Butch Armstrong and JDP were having a big Christmas party with Mr. Charlie and MJ Chef, then, you know, then fuck you. It's November, lads. Christmas is not until December. Relax. You know, says the man who has half his fucking Christmas shopping done already. But anyways, uh, enjoy this classic wrestling promo and I will talk to you all later. Eddie, I hate guys like you always running around expecting sympathy from everybody. Guys like you running around trying to take things away from hard-working people like me. Eddie Guerrero, I really hope you are addicted. Addicted to losing. Because this Sunday, at No Way Out, you're going to get your fix. First of all, Hosa, I gotta give it to you, man. That was pretty good. You wanna talk about addiction, listen? You wanna go down that road, Vato Loco? You know what, Holmes? We're going down that road. Well, let's do what we say in Spanish. Vamos a decirlo en Chile. Let's tell it straight up, man. Truth is, Brock, I am an addict. See, Brock, about three years ago, Holmes, 
in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Vato, your home state. That's right, Vato. In the shower, in the locker room. Oh man, I was high, bro. I was high, high, high. And I don't remember much about that night, I said, but what I do remember, uh, they carried me out of that arena and they carried me straight into rehab. Let's see, they didn't do that, I did that to myself, Vato. But that was just the beginning of it, I said. Because see, through all that time, bro, through all those three years, not only did I wind up losing my job, I lost my wife, I lost my kids, and I lost myself. I lost my spirit. I disgraced my race, I disgraced my family, and I disgraced myself. But you know what, Brock? I came to a point in my life, Mr. I came to a point where it was do or die, huh? I had to make a decision. Do or die. And you know what I said? I did. Because I'm here right now. Day by day, by the grace of God, I have earned my way back into this ring, man. Day by day, by the grace of God, I have earned the respect of my kids again. Day by day, I have earned my life back. And see, Holmes, when I stand across you and I see that across your waist, you know what that symbolizes for me, I say? That symbolizes for me. I'm sorry. That's my way of telling my family I'm sorry. That's my way of telling my kids I'm gonna provide a better way of life for them. I'm gonna get the bikes that they wanted. I'm gonna give them a better education. That's my new addiction, home. See, when I step into this ring, yeah, bro, I am addicted. I'm addicted to the high that I get from them. I'm addicted to the high that I get when I go home and I tell my family, hey, I'm doing it. I'm addicted to the satisfaction that I get to tell everybody like you that didn't believe in me, you can stick it up your ass. 